Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Business of Design. This is a Business of Design business alert with me, Kimberly Selden. I am your host. I am a practicing interior design professional, and I got plenty of work these days putting out fires on existing projects. I bet you know exactly what I mean. Should I accept delivery on this item now? Should I hold back? Is it safe for me to send the movers over to a client's house or should I postpone it by a week or two? So many decisions to make. This is April 16th, 2020, and we are really in the middle of what is an unfolding pandemic. Yes, there are some hopeful signs on the horizon, and we will definitely be looking to talk about those, but there's still so much we don't know. One thing a lot of us are becoming aware of, though, is how much time we used to spend in the car right? Maybe you were driving around to job sites. Maybe you were driving to source furniture or fabric from a favorite supplier. Maybe you have children and you are used to driving them to soccer practice and ballet class. Or that time-consuming juggling act parents have to go through where you're passing off the kid to one parent or to a babysitter and running to another task or job or pastime hobby distraction. Yes, some things have gotten more complicated, but some things have gotten less so. And when that happens, I believe we will all take a moment to consider whether or not there are positive outcomes to some of the things we've been forced into. For example, for many, many years, I've been wanting to be more serious about being a good cook. I finally have time. I'm making turnips and parsnips and watercress soup. Who would have thunk it? I'm not sure I ever would have consciously carved out time to do that. But there it is. And I'm enjoying, if not so much the setup and the thinking about meals and the pre-chopping and all that stuff, I'm certainly enjoying the actual meals. It's fantastic. So I suspect... When I'm free to leave my home and everything goes back to whatever normal is going to look like, I'm going to be cooking more than I used to. So that's one small example. I think I mentioned this previously in the last recession, 2008, 9, 10. I had a number of clients who had big projects in the pipeline, and those projects fell apart or completely changed. I had more than one client decide to, in fact, sell the property we were about to renovate and move somewhere else. I believe those decisions come from having a moment to reconsider everything you thought was exactly as it should be. I feel much more ready to accept those kind of right turns, left turns, and U-turns my clients are going to throw at me this time around. It may be that I'm more comfortable because I have a nice nest egg I've been working very hard on the last 10 years to make sure that when the unexpected happened, I would be ready. And that's definitely something we're going to start working on in Business of Design 5 Phase Recovery Program. How do you make sure you understand clearly what your overhead is? What should it be? 
And how do you calculate what's a really good nest egg to have? So when the inevitable happens, which is a big change you weren't expecting, because it will again, it may not be a pandemic, but it'll be something else, right? History proves this to us over and over and over again. We want to be ready for it. I've noticed a number of people talking on Facebook, for example, about the fact that it's been really hard to juggle having a career and a family, particularly a young family. And so many of these women, uh, I think in most cases it's women I've noticed having this conversation, many of them are thinking, wow, should I really be even thinking about going back to work? Or should I just stay home for the next however many years and enjoy the fact that my children are young and they need me? It's such a big question. I knew from a very young age that I had to have a business and I had to be able to take care of myself. In part, because of the way that I was raised. It was a little chaotic. We didn't have enough money, stress around finances. I was not comfortable ever having an argument about money, which to a young person, I guess, translated to, I'm going to make sure I have enough money so I don't have to do that. So I was highly motivated to take care of myself. And I actually launched my first business while I was still at university Uh, I had a balloon business, believe it or not, Balloon World. And uh, we did bouquets and the big arches made of balloons. And and then we had a gift shop and cards and all that kind of stuff. So that was my first venture as an entrepreneur. And it was quite successful. And that just really whetted my appetite for everything that came after that. So for me, it was never an option to just stay home and be a stay-at-home mom, although I did take five years to do just about that. I went to design school during those five years. It was a second career for me. I had my son in 1989, and I started design school the very first month he was born. I went part-time. I went on the weekends. I went in the evening, and I loved every minute of it because it was a moment where I didn't have the responsibility of a baby. I didn't smell like vomit. (laughs) I could put on makeup and do my hair, and I felt free. I felt liberated, even though I was going off to school to get homework. I graduated from design school, very pregnant with my second child, my daughter. And I had a strong sense that for me, I wanted to really be home for these early years. So I did some work on the side, weekends and evenings, but for the most part, I stayed home with my children. Between you and me, it was the hardest job I've ever had. And I really missed going to an office. I missed the challenges that a workday brings that are different from the challenges being a mom brought. I'm grateful I had the opportunity, but the very moment I dropped my daughter off for her first full day of school, I knew my very next task was to figure out what I was going to do full time. And I was really struggling with my career in design, so I was thinking, should I go back into television? It ended up that I did both, and I was so, so lucky. If you are having this moment and you're thinking, man, this is too hard. I don't want to go to work and juggle a family. It's perfectly fine for you to hit pause. 
There's absolutely no reason you can't do that, assuming financially you can do that. But you can do it with a very different level of intention. So I'm just going to speak for myself. I didn't want to quit interior design feeling that I'd failed. I hated that feeling. I hated knowing that I wasn't making my clients happy, that I wasn't satisfying them in every project. I hated it. And I didn't want to quit. But I also didn't know how to do better. So that was such a frustrating, horrible place to be in. So for myself, if I was in this position again with young children and wondering if I should just, you know, give it up and stay at home with the kids, I wouldn't want to surrender not having succeeded in my business. But why not hit pause if that feels like the right thing to do? And here's what I know about pause now that I didn't know then. Pause doesn't mean I quit. It means I'm going to hit the pause button, take a break, strategize, consider my options. And if I choose to come back, it will be because I am in a better position than the position I left in. So if I could put myself back into the shoes of a young mom and I decided it was time to hit pause, what exactly would that look like? And that's what I want to talk about on today's show. Hitting pause and the possibilities that brings. Thank you so much for being here. We'll check in with Cheryl Horn and we'll get right back to the show. Kimberly and hi to everyone in the business of design community. I feel like I've gotten to know so many new and longtime members over the last few weeks. It's really been amazing. Longtime podcast listeners who have just joined business of design and they're joining us for business of design boot camp and asking about our business of design five phase recovery program. They're really, you know, taking this opportunity to dedicate themselves to their business and go through our systems with us has been great. And the emails I've been getting, I, I want to say every day from our longtime members who are sending us thank yous because they're so confident the position that their business is in right now. Clients don't owe them money and they know exactly where every project is at and they just have this confidence in their business that I'm so proud to be a part of. So it's it's really been nice and I'm lucky that I'm usually the one on the receiving end of those emails, but I do pass, you know, as many as I can on to you, but For what we're doing right now, I will try and keep it short. We do have a lot going on. We are in the middle of boot camp. So um, this Thursday is week three. You can join us for that webinar. Registration is still open and it's happening at 1 p.m. EST. Recordings for the last two weeks are also available online. So if you are just joining us now, you can certainly catch up. Coming up on April 22nd is our next group coaching session. So any questions that are being sent to me that don't directly relate to one of our boot camp webinars, we will be rolling over to the April 22nd session. That'll just be open group coaching. And then finally, mark your calendar, whether you're a monthly or annual member or you're a podcast listener, free member, uh, and or you've just discovered Business of Design, you are welcome to join us. 
April 29th, we are going to be doing an overview of Business of Design's five-phase recovery program. The registration for that free webinar is open. You do need to be registered on the site in order to register, but you can just set up a free account to do that if you haven't already. And by signing up, you're also going to receive our newsletter and we'll keep you up to date on everything else we're doing. More details about the member version of the five-phase recovery program is coming up. It begins on May 6th with phase two, commit to process, and registration will open for that at the end of April. So if you have any questions, please email me, Cheryl at businessofdesign.com. And of course, all the details are available to you at businessofdesign.com. Thanks. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. And now back to the show. If you are in a position where you're thinking you may want to hit pause right now on your business for whatever reason, there are a world of possibilities between I quit, it's over, I give up, and full steam ahead, don't take a minute to think about my options. And I want to talk about all of those possibilities. If you really truly plan to hit pause, what are the things you could do during a period of hibernation? that could ultimately lead you back to a better, stronger business. Because I'm going to make an assumption that you don't hate the interior design business. Maybe you haven't hit the seam yet where you're doing your best work and being super profitable. And if you haven't, there's a whole bunch of reasons why that could be true. Maybe you're new at this. Maybe you just found business of design and you were only getting started with implementation. Or maybe you've been doing it a really long time, but you're so committed to the way you are currently doing it, you just can't seem to let go and try it a different way. Whatever the reasons are, when you want to come out of that period of hibernation, you want to be stronger and in a better position to move forward. So I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume that you want to move forward with your interior design business after whatever the period of hibernation is. And with that in mind, what are the things I would do while I was in pause mode that would be illuminating and helpful? Well, the first one is I wouldn't tell anybody I was in pause mode. Well, I tell my husband, tell my kids, maybe my best friend, but I wouldn't notify the public. You don't need to. You don't owe everybody an explanation about the decisions you're making in your business. And the reason I say that is I would still take inquiry calls during this period because there is so much you can learn from inquiry calls. How did they hear about you? What do they think about you? What kind of projects are they bringing you? Where do they live? How many homes do they have? 
What are their budgets? These are important considerations. If you decide, let's say, to hit pause for one year, and then you'll think about coming back to work, imagine during that year you could answer your phone without the stress of needing to close a sale, but really explore what that potential client is looking for, what they want to pay, what their budget is, all the demographics around that individual. And then you could, at the end of the conversation, say, this isn't the right job for me. And during that one year, let's say the right job did come along. Your dream job, the job you've been waiting your whole life for. You could always hit play again. Take yourself out of pause. Or what if it was a great job and you still didn't want it? Give it to someone you know. Give it to another interior design professional. Perhaps you could assist that person in some small way. But that period of really getting to know who's phoning you and what they think about you would be invaluable if you decided to move forward because that information would inform how your website looks, how it reads, who it's appealing to. You could spend that time crafting the perfect image of an ideal client. Tweak your website so it only speaks to that one customer and just see what happens. There's no stakes, nothing to fear because you're not going to take jobs anyway, right? But wouldn't it be interesting at the end of the year to see how much influence your website, your language, your niching, or niching, depending on where you live, to see how much influence all of that has on who's calling your office. You could use that time to write articles for various blogs. You could use the time to be a guest on podcasts. You definitely could use the time to implement better strategies and systems to run your business because I've been doing this a long time. I don't know anyone who's wildly successful who hasn't buttoned down a system for managing projects from start to finish. However, and I guess this is the next part of it, to be successful, at least one measure of being successful has to be profitability. Unless you are in a non-profit or not-for-profit role, profitability is a goal you're obligated to meet. So imagine hitting pause but deciding you were going to still be profitable during that year. So what do I mean by that? Well, you're busy doing these intake calls and you're learning so much and you're tweaking what's on your website and your messaging and who your ideal client is and you're implementing better procedures. And maybe one day you're inspired to begin doing consultations, only consultations. The overhead you have when you're just doing consultations is almost non-existent. It's very small, right? You have to put gas in the car or you have to have funds for a subway token or a streetcar token or whatever it is. But the overhead for just doing consultations is very low, right? So you could actually be profitable only doing consultations. No, I don't think you can make a million dollars only doing consultations, But I think some would be surprised to find out that if they switch to doing only consultations, they would be more profitable than they are when they run projects 
because they don't have a firm handle on what it costs to run a project. So three months or six months or 12 months or 18 months where you hit pause used constructively could catapult you to a whole new level of success and profitability. Profitability, of course, isn't the only bar we want to hit when we run a business, right? We all want to feel that satisfaction of having done a great job on behalf of our clients. I want my clients to really like me. I want my clients to recommend me to other people. I know you do too. That's part of it, but that can't be the only thing that matters. If I'm going to remove myself from my home, take mom out of the equation or take dad out of the equation of being at home full time with small children, there has to be some kind of payoff to that, right? The payoff could be emotional and mental satisfaction because you're using your brain when you go to a job that's outside of the home in a different way. It can be profitability. You're contributing to your family's health and well-being. Those are valid reasons to do that. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with looking at where you are right now, honestly, and deciding you're just going to take some time to reconsider what's ahead. During a period of hibernation, I would also get comfortable asking for a new higher rate. You have nothing to lose. You're not going to take the job anyway, so you do not have to stick to your current rate. You could double it and see what happens. You might be surprised. I love the freedom that I would have if I hit pause and I could just ask for whatever fee I wanted to, even if I thought it was ridiculous. I wonder if you wouldn't discover that there are some clients intrigued by a higher fee. You might also, during this period of self-hibernation, decide to partner with another design friend, someone who's not going to hit pause. Maybe you pass some work their way. Maybe they share some jobs with you, jobs you can do in the evening or on weekends, just to keep your fingers in the pie, as it were. I guess the point is, there's nobody coming to each of us individually with a fairy godmother wand saying, now is your moment. So let me do that for you right now and say, I have a wand and I'm waving it above you. And I'm saying right this minute, you really can reconsider everything. There's not a big rush today to make changes. Despite what you hear around you, everybody's got to do this now and do, no, you really don't. We have some time. This is actually a unique moment in history. For this generation. That's pretty incredible, right? So what am I going to do with this unique moment? Am I going to just keep powering ahead or am I going to take a beat, think about what I really want and move toward it strategically? And for those of you like me who do not want to hit pause, you're ready to roll. There's still so much we can do And just for a moment, imagine if you also had the freedom to change that qualifying conversation the first time a potential client calls, to really delve into how they found you, what they think about you, why they called you in the first place, to ask for the fees you know you need rather than the fees you think you can get. Wow, 
What could you learn if you did just that? More questions than answers on this podcast, I'm afraid. But I'm in it just like you, and I am also going to be using this time to work on that qualifying conversation to continue to fine-tune the systems that work in order to find systems that are even better. And my ultimate goal every year going forward is the least number of clients that get me to the financial freedom I want, the financial freedom I deserve and desire. And if that sounds like something you want to, again, make sure to join us for Business of Design five-phase recovery program. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. Stay healthy, stay well. The road ahead is just out of sight, but I think it's friendly. I think good days and happier days are ahead. See you next time. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.